This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Thursday. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center, Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Coming up today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we will uh, chat horse racing with Barry Abrams, the uh, fantastic horse racing uh, guru and uh, host of The Far Turn on uh, his social media pages, YouTube and everything. We'll talk about uh, that coming up. What's it mean with Bob Baffert being uh, suspended from Churchill Downs for two years. The uh, the fantastic trainer. Some say the best of all time. Uh, and who wins the Preakness? Or the Belmont, rather. Belmont is the third one. We got all discombobulated last year with everything moving. Anyway, we'll talk to Barry Abrams. Also, we're going to talk to ski jump base jumping legend Matthias uh, Giraud, um, who is... Um, as our music just ended. But anyway, that's him. He almost died doing what he loves, and we'll talk to him. He's got a movie coming out uh, tomorrow about his life, and it's an interesting story. So we'll talk to him on the way. Uh, that is Matthias Giraud. So there you go. Uh, you can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can listen live on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com, and so much more. Just go to jasonwalkershow.com for where and when. You can also listen to past shows. And uh, tune in to uh, this show. And uh, you can tweet us at jwalkersports. Don't forget to email us, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Uh, before we get started, next week, Brianne Grimshaw will join us, talk some Livingston uh, Roundup Rodeo, which will happen this year. And it's kind of cool how they're getting I mean, it's... They're just going to say, screw it, and we're doing it. And I love it. So we'll talk to her on Tuesday. Also next week, Macy Mayer is set to join us, Bozeman Hawk. And uh, she's headed off to, I believe, Tech. But she's going to play in the Montana-Wyoming All-Star Challenge next uh, week uh, in Sheridan, Wyoming, and also down in Billings. Uh, so we'll talk to her next week. We have, we will, hopefully, Sean Gleason will join us next week. I, I, you just never know. We just never know who's going to join us. Don't forget, Monday, for the next three Mondays, the 7th, the 14th, and the 21st, no shows. Why? Because I'll be golfing. But not just out on my own. I'll be in pro-ams. So, um, going to be fun. We also have the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, induction coming up uh, at the end of the month. Down in Billings, we'll be at the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Down in Billings, doing the show live out there. 
Uh, we'll get MSU uh, Athletic Director Leon Costello on this month as well, and uh, much more. I mean, it's going to be a fun rest of the month here on this uh, 3rd of June, on this day in history coming up, by the way, as well. So, uh, all right, let's get started with some uh, congratulations that are in order for uh, watching the uh, U.S. Women's Open right now, the featured group on the USGA page. Uh, Brooke Henderson and Lexi Thompson, pretty good. Um, but uh, congratulations go in order for the spring coaches of the year, Manhattan Christian uh, golf coach Tom Hubers, Columbus golf coach Jeremy Burke, Loyola golf uh, tennis coach rather Patty Danforth, um, winning twice for the boys and girls teams. Those awards announced last night. Uh, the double-A girls tennis goes to Hellgate's Brian Hanford. Class A girls tennis, Bob Hislop of Polson. Class double-A boys tennis, Josh Monroe, Glacier. Class A boys tennis, Chris uh, Schwanderer, uh, Schweiderer of Whitefish. Class double-A softball, Joey Roberts, Belgrade. That Belgrade story is amazing. New coach and still winning state championships in a new division as well. Three straight class A winning double-A this year. It's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, class A softball, Jamie Hansen from Polson. Polson had a good uh, a good spring as a school. BC softball, uh, Morris Cron of Florence Carlton. Double-A girls track and field, well-deserved Jesse Zentz, Helena. Double, or class A girls track and field, Brandy Fox, Laurel. Class B girls track and field, Jennifer Wood, Big Timber, well-deserved. Class C girls track and field, Mike Haynes of Sealy Swan. Double-A boys track and field, Ari Gray of Butte. Class A boys track and field coach of the year, Hamilton's John Stromberg. And Class B boys in track and field, Sarah Lang of Jefferson, well-deserved as well. All these are well-deserved. Fort Bend's Kevin Shaw is the Class C boys track and field spring coach of the year. So congratulations uh, to uh, those coaches and uh, all the coaches this year. I mean, it, it couldn't have been easy for any of the coaches this year. On the, especially on the high school front. I mean, you go back to football. Okay, you go back to last spring where there were no spring sports. And then you go into fall sports where uh, coaches are dealing with masks and, and I mean, all it, it, the summer, spring, or the summer, the fall, and the winter, the coaches, I mean, dealing with groups of kids that can't hang out with anybody else. Um. Schedules that, you know, practices that may be canceled, schedules that may be canceled, games that may be canceled or postponed because of the virus. And we're finding more and more out about, oh, it's amazing how right we all were last spring about this thing. Anyway, um, but the coaches in Montana High School Association and MHSA themselves to deserve a ton of credit. The athletic directors and our activities directors in the towns, the Principals, superintendent, I mean, credit to teach everybody. Because this was a very, well, a year none of us had ever seen. And what we got out of it as a sports talk show community was great performances and great stories to chat about all year long. So big kudos to all of the of the high schools in the state of Montana and everybody involved for getting the seasons in. It wasn't always easy. You had to deal with parents. You had to deal with media. 
who at times didn't agree, yours truly, uh, that games should be played. You had to deal with, um, we mentioned parents. Parents you have to deal with all the time, but especially this last year. You had to deal with health departments. You had to deal with doctors and nurses, and you had to deal with, you know, governors that wouldn't follow their own rules. I mean, it was just, a, it was crazy all, all fall and, 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 and winter. But we got the seasons in. We got through the spring. We got everything done. Baseball continues now. We have, you know, other summer events. It's great. And uh, that Legion baseball is going to heat up with conference play started last night. It's going to be a fun, fun spring here moving forward, and uh, or summer as we move from spring into summer as we get ready. Fall sports is going to be here before we know it. I mean, next week, high school kids will be, football players will be doing drills for three days. But, hey, we got the seasons in, and we had, uh, we had fun. Like I said, great storylines and great stories, and great athletic performances from coaches, kids, cheerleaders. I mean, let's not forget them either because of what they had to deal with. So, good stuff. Congratulations. I mean, you all deserve let's see, a, a, round of a, a round of applause, and I'm not sure if... I'm trying to figure out the, what I'm doing here. We don't want laughs. We want applause. There we go. That's for uh, high schoolers. Okay. It was supposed to sound better than it came out. Anyway, um, Barry Abrams set to join us coming up. Talk some horse racing. But uh, I do want to uh, talk about, so MSU Billings, Krista Montague retired after 25 years, uh, years as the athletic director and uh, the three finalists for that job announced today, uh, Peyton Dieterding, Michael Fueling, and Michael Bazemore. Now, Bazemore was there for five years previously at MSUB. Dieterding, Deterding, Deterding, Dieterding, I like that. I think you hire him based on just name right there, Peyton Dieterding. Uh, most recently in charge of uh, Illinois Springfield. NCAA Division II for uh, the last, uh, what, few years? So uh, 12 years at Illinois State. Fueling, uh, Lynn Benton Community College out in Albany, Oregon. Uh, was also at Western Oregon in the uh, GNAC, so he understands that division. Baysmore, as we mentioned, uh, came from U- uh, MSUB, went out to Indianapolis where he was a director of academic and membership affairs and is still currently. So uh, those candidates will be on campus uh, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday individually. So those are your finalists for the MSUB uh, um, job for athletics director, director of activities, athletics, whatever it's called. Athletics director, yeah, that's what it is. All right, so there's that, good stuff. Um, what else did we see? Uh, great on this day in history coming up as well. Um, and, and if you've seen the movie Bull Durham, there's a connection to uh, today's on this day in history with Bull Durham, the movie. 
fantastic movie with Kevin Costner. Does Kevin Costner do anything bad, movie-wise? I mean, I'm just, seriously, has he done anything bad? Uh, we have it on this day from yesterday that we had forgotten, and that was Alam, Alam, wow, Armando Galarraga, who on June 2nd, was it 11 years ago, lost a perfect game on a blown call from umpire Jim Joyce at first base. The next day, Galarraga presented the lineup card to Joyce as a way of saying, hey, it's all good, man. I mean, it sucked for Galarraga in the moment, and Joyce immediately knew he blew the call. And you know what I'm talking about if you're a baseball fan. But the way that Joyce and Galarraga handled it in the last 11 years, especially the day after, unbeatable. Absolutely unbeatable. So that was uh, yesterday. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. When we do, we're going to chat horse racing. How, do, how does Bob Baffert recover? the famed horse trainer after being suspended for the next two years from Churchill Downs after cheating, drugging a horse. Uh, We'll talk to Barry Abrams when we return. Jason Walker Show brought to you by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. We know that, you know, we talk about that all the time, but today's vehicles are so complicated with all the safety features. And manufacturers actually have a repair manual. For those vehicles, they've spent millions of dollars to achieve safety ratings and want their vehicles properly repaired to the manufacturer specification. Well, Capital Collision is one of the first shops in the country to get manufacturer certified, which requires special training and equipment. And it's basically because it's important to Capital Collision that your vehicle is properly repaired to manufacturer repair requirements to maintain the safety and vehicle uh, safety and uh, value rather of your vehicle. So stop by Capital Collision Center on Euclid in Helena. Coming right back, Barry Abrams. We're talking horse racing and Belmont Stakes next. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. 
Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Uh, welcome back on a Thursday, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment is brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Uh, coming up, Matthias, or Matthias Giraud. He is a ski base jumper. And, uh, interesting story. He's got a movie coming out tomorrow about his life and uh, took 11 years to document this. So we'll talk to him on this day in history and much more still to come. But we uh, get right to it on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline with our great friend from uh, the East Coast. His name is Barry Abrams. He is the host of uh, The Far Turn, a fantastic documentary, uh, each uh, one-minute documentary each day on his uh, social media channels. Barry, how you doing? Outstanding, my friend. How are you? I'm living the dream. I think the Mets are in first place. we got to be liking that right now, right? I don't know how long it'll last, but they've managed to do it with spit and shoe polish and all these irregulars, if you can call them that, and now the regulars are starting to come back, so maybe there's hope. Hey, maybe. I mean, you never know, and with the Mets, you know, the fact that they, they maintained first place with that spit and polish uh, says a lot about uh, the growth that they've shown over the last 50 years. Yeah, and then one of their regulars, David Peterson, gave up four runs in the first inning after it was his hand, five runs in the first inning after being handed a four-run lead. Uh, so maybe the irregulars are better. Pete Mazika <laughs> and Wilfredo Tovar and John Shui Fargus. You know, maybe that's what they need. I like it. Uh, Barry Abrams joining us. The Far Turn, it is a one-minute commentary on thoroughbred racing uh, each uh, day. You can find it at B. Abrams Voice on the Twitter, Barry Abrams Voice on Facebook, also LinkedIn, Barry Abrams, Instagram, YouTube, and more. All right, Barry, the big news in uh, horse racing world, really the last, I guess, six weeks has been the Bob Baffert cheating scandal. And yesterday he was suspended for two years from Churchill Downs and all Churchill Downs Incorporated owned racetracks. How does this affect horse racing for the next two years? I don't know. I mean, this to me sounds like a lot of grandstanding because whether it was convenient or otherwise, it happened after Churchill's big day, obviously. And Bob Baffert doesn't run horses regularly at Churchill Downs. And then, remember, Churchill Downs is a race track. The government body in charge of racing is the State Racing Commission. They're still in the middle of their investigation of this, and they have not come down with a ruling. Now, if and when they do suspend him and take away the Derby win, other states will probably acknowledge that and maintain that. But Churchill Downs is one racetrack, or two or three, whatever they own, and 
you know, they're private property. They don't need a reason to exclude people. It's not a right. It's a privilege to have stall space at any track at all. So the fact that they did this means very little because, again, they don't have a lot of teeth. That said, um, you know, they can retract that suspension anytime they want based on what the state racing commission determines. So they look good. They're on the right side of the law, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But until next May, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. And Bob Baffert is able to run at his home track, Santa Anita and Del Mar, where the Breeders' Cup will be contested down at San Diego. He's not, however, allowed to run in New York. Uh, New York racing has suspended him as well. So not just the Belmont Stakes, but three days worth of great racing today, tomorrow, and Saturday with eight grade one level, top level races for a lot of money. He would be pretty well represented in all, in, in quite a few of these races, and he won't be. And that's a big deal. And some owners have taken, some prominent owners have taken their horses away from him and moved them elsewhere. Now, again, if he's cleared of this, if he's allowed to skate, then those owners could just as easily move their horses back. But if they do keep them away, that does affect his business, and that would be a big deal. I mean, we know he's getting up there in age. He, I mean, he can't have be looking too far ahead, right? I mean, or continue his career. He's got to be retiring soon. So is this maybe the one, or is, is he fighting this and coming back? He's fighting it. I mean, some of these hard boot trainers like Wayne Lucas, when Wayne Lucas is one of Baffert's best friends, is still riding horses in the morning, watching his horses work out well into his 80s. So, you know, I don't know that Bob Baffert's done, considering he's had big owners who have spent the money to get him the kinds of horses that he wants, that he thinks he can win with and has proven he can win with. So, you know, he's, he's riding the wave. And he'll ride it as long as it'll go. Uh, so I don't think that's the issue. The issue is, you know, last year he had two horses test positive for races in Arkansas. Two prominent horses. One who was a derby hopeful, charlatan, and one of the best females in the country, Gamine. The hearing for that didn't happen until about five or six weeks ago. And they basically bought his, my dog ate my homework exercise, uh, excuse that his assistant trainer had a lidocaine patch that he was wearing and that somehow it rubbed off on the horses and it got into their system and they let him skate. So I don't know that the Kentucky racing commission won't do the same thing. He seems like a rather charmed man. So if they let him skate, then I would think Churchill would retract that suspension and this would be much ado about nothing. Barry Abrams, our guest here, host of the far turn at B Abrams voice on the Twitter and multiple other social media channels. Barry, what happens if, okay, so Medina spirit found twice. What happens to the betters? What happens with the money here that, I mean, this isn't what, like what happened a couple of years ago where you had the, 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 whatever on the course that same day, um, this was, this was something bigger. And now we're finding out after, like you said, after Churchill's big day of the Kentucky Derby. So what happens to all this money now? That's a great point, Jason. And the answer is nothing. There's nothing you can do. There are multiple class action lawsuits that have been filed against Bob Baffert about, you know, by betters who want, 
their money for having bet Mandaloon, who would be the winner of the race if Medina Spirit is disqualified. Is that going to amount to anything? Probably not. But there are plenty of bettors, big bettors, bettors who move the industry, who are not happy about this. Uh, so you are absolutely right, but I don't think there's anything you can really do. That is absolutely crazy when you think. I mean, there's a. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that race gets more money bet on it than just about any in the country. It's nuts. All right. So Medina Spirit not going to race this week. Um, there are eight horses that are in the uh, the Belmont. My my favorite Midnight Bourbon, who I've liked since the Derby, has failed to show at the Derby. Failed to show up at at at, at uh, in pre at the Preakness. And now not even running at the Belmont. Is that a good thing? Well, Borbonic is, though. Well, so I just you saw have that. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of three Todd Pledger horses. But I'm surprised, Jason, that there are only eight horses here. There's certainly nobody scaring you. There's no overwhelming favorite here. And you had five weeks since the Kentucky Derby, and certainly there are several horses in this race who ran in the Kentucky Derby five weeks ago. But I'm a little surprised there aren't more giving this a shot. And we mentioned uh, that that Pletcher horse, uh, Bourbonic, it it didn't run. I mean, this is a new newbie to the Triple Crown races this year. Well, he ran in the Derby, but he skipped the Preakness, as as all of Todd Pletcher's horses did, since none of them won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Bourbonic, Known Agenda, and Overtook did not qualify for the Derby. That's the one I was thinking yeah, of. I'm and the sorry. Thing with Overtook, you know, the Belmont Stakes is a little bit different from just about every other race because it's so long. I mean, it's not the only race at a mile and a half. It won't even be the only mile and a half race that day. The Brooklyn Handicap for older horses is a mile and a half. But it's different because a mile and a half is way long on dirt. And so it's not really the horses that have that big explosive closing kick that win this race. It's those grinders who just wear you down into submission and just keep grinding out eighths of a mile at the same speed and don't really lose any speed. And Overtook could be one of those. He has got long-distance breeding on his mother's and his father's side. He could probably run six miles and not get tired. Is he good enough to win this? I don't know. But his breeding is absolutely screaming long-distance. So I wouldn't mind taking a look at him at 20 to 1. And, you know, I may be crazy. Well, I am crazy. But I'm <laughs> looking at the longest shot on the board here, a horse named Franz Godeina, who is American bred but Japanese trained. And why would I even give him a second look is because the big racetrack in Japan, the biggest one, the one that offers the biggest races and the most money, is Tokyo Racecourse. And that is the only other track in the world that is the size of Belmont Park. Belmont Park is the biggest in North America. It's a mile and a half around. Most tracks are a mile. Tokyo's a mile and a half around. So they like horses that are bred for distance and run long distance, and they train them to go long distance. So France Godeina doesn't have the results to show He has one win back in Japan, but he's meant for a race like this. 
And he's been here. He ran in the Preakness, didn't run especially well there. But he's been in this country now for a while. He settled in. And his jockey, Ricardo Santana, having run him in the Preakness, has a little bit better idea of what this horse likes to do and not do. And one of the things he doesn't like to do is run on the inside of the racetrack. He much prefers to be in the clear. Not a problem with a big, wide track and a field of only eight. He's going from post five. Uh, I would take a look at him at 30 to one. He might have something to say. He's not going to be the favorite. Essential quality was the Derby favorite. He certainly should be the Belmont favorite. He's basically the Brad Pitt of this field. He just looks like the leading man. Uh, Rock Your World, who was a very prominent betting choice in the Kentucky Derby, lost all chance when the gate opened because his jockey, Joel Rosario, his feet fell out of the stirrups Mm. and he couldn't get to the lead. And that took him out of his game. That won't be a problem here. Small field, not a problem. So those two horses are your biggest, most prominent horses here. But I get the sneaking suspicion a long shot's going to have something to say about this. All right, so we know essential quality. We know Ron Bauer. We know Hot Rod Charlie and Rock Your World. What about the other uh, known agenda, the other Pletcher horse that's in this field? You know, there's a theory in racing called the bounce theory, meaning you run well, then you run poorly, then you run well. So known agenda ran a bang up Florida Derby, won it by half the stretch, then ran Kentucky, had traffic trouble, as I suspected he would going from the rail, which you never want to do in the Kentucky Derby. And he just mailed the race in. Well, now five weeks, he's based in New York at Belmont Park, walking out of his home stall. And I, if you go by the bounce theory, would think that he's due for a good one here. Now, here's the issue with known agenda. His jockey, Irad Ortiz, was involved in a spill earlier today at Belmont Park. Mm. He was taken by ambulance. We don't know how he is, except that he was moving his extremities and obviously is not racing the rest of today. We do not know at this hour, as you and I are talking, what that means for tomorrow and Saturday. Irad Ortiz makes a difference on a horse. He's the best jockey in the country. So if he's not able to ride, that certainly affects how you approach known agenda. If Irad is able to ride, known agenda certainly has a big chance here. Hot Rod Charlie finished third in the Kentucky Derby after winning in Louisiana, And he might be the right kind of horse for this race. He also doesn't have a big explosive turn of foot, but he hangs there. He stays there and doesn't go away. Is that good enough to win this race? I think he's going to come in like, like he did in the Derby, like second, third, maybe fourth, not going away, but not getting there. But, you know, certainly you have to look at at Hot Rod Charlie because he did run really well in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, So who are you taking? I think essential quality is going to sit right off of Rock Your World, right behind him, and overtake him in the stretch and hold off a horse like France Go to Ina or Known Agenda. The thing is, even though this is a long race and it's won by grinders, if you look at who the winners are and how the races have been run the last 10 years or so, even more than that, you would think horses coming from way back would win uh, would be the ones to win a long distance race save your energy and do your big running late but it doesn't happen that way because the pace ends up being fairly slow and so the front runners have enough energy to hold off the the closers and i think essential quality sitting right off the uh 
the early speed is going to have enough of a good trip to win this race. Okay, so you're going the central quality. Here's my here's my my top three. You ready? Based off our conversation just now, I'm going France. Go to Ina. I like overtook, and then I'll go um, Hot Rod Charlie. I think essential quality fades, and I'm going to win a lot of money if we could bet in Montana on horse racing. Well, I would say if you can find somebody to do that, you might be able to do your uh, remodeling of the house. <laughs> Not just the studio? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the house. But yeah. You can deduct, the, the, uh, deduct the, that off your taxes, but you can do the rest of it, too, if that comes in. Yeah, no, that would be a, that would be a nice bet. And I wouldn't even have to put a lot down. I mean, I think, you know, 30 to 1 and a 20 to 1 in, in uh, wind and place would be awesome, right? Balloons. Don't <laughs> spend it all in one place. <laughs> hey, uh, Barry, before I let you go, uh, there is some history with the Belmont on this day, June the 3rd, uh, 1939, Johnstown would win. Uh, 1944, Bounding Home won the Belmont. In 1961, Sherlock. And then in 1967, perhaps the greatest jockey ever, Bill Shoemaker, in the 99th Belmont, Damascus gets the win. And normally, you know, the Belmont is called the test of the champion. That's its moniker. And usually the best horse wins. Of the ones you mentioned, really only Damascus turned out to be the horse of the year in the year he won the Belmont. Damascus is one of the greatest, not only horses, but breed-shaping sires of all time. But the ones you mentioned were up, especially Sherlock, with a big upset to win the Belmont. But you know, if the best horse wins the test of the champion, essential quality is the best horse. But as we all know, it's not the best horse that wins. It's the one that gets to the finish line first. <laughs> hey, um, when you, you know what's interesting to me, Barry, too, about that is from 1939 to 1967, the winning times were 229, 232, 229, and 228. It's like that never has changed. And, well, the, the even more interesting, not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but of course the most famous Belmont belongs to Secretariat at 224, and no one, no horse has ever come within two seconds of his two-minute and 24-second Belmont. When you think about how the breed supposedly improves with, you know, all of these selected breedings of all these great champion horses, you would think by now, 40-plus years later, or almost 50. 50 years later, that you would have gotten close to his time. Nobody's come within two seconds of it, which tells you that all of those Breeding farms notwithstanding, this this industry has stagnated. Oh, man. It's crazy because there's been some great horses since Secretariat. But those times, and, and it makes me now, um, before Saturday, I'm going to have to go watch that run that Secretariat put together because they, they documented it pretty well in the, in the movie Secretariat. But when you watch that run, and it's just everybody in the stands is flabbergasted. Nobody could believe well, think that. think about this. Think about this, because you're a, you're a numbers guy. You're a stats guy as much as anybody, right? right? This horse ran the first three quarters of a mile. Remember, Belmont's a mile and a half, so that's six quarters for those of you who can do seventh grade math. He ran the first three quarters of a mile, the first half of the race, in one minute, ten, and four-fifths seconds, which at that time in 1973 would have won you a three-quarter mile championship-level race, a sprint. That was only the first half of the race. 
And, of course, everybody in the stands thought he was going to fall over and die on the backstretch running that fast yep. for a mile-and-a-half race. Now, obviously, he didn't run the second half that fast, but it didn't matter. He just ran them right into the ground. And the people who were watching were both, you know, exhilarated by having a Triple Crown winner for the first time in 25 years, but they were also just absolutely dumbfounded that this horse was able to do it the way he did it. Oh. It was astounding. And it still is. I'm just, and I know you and I have talked about that run and Secretariat a a few times, but you have to keep, I mean, how do you not, to me, Secretariat's the greatest athlete of all time. Well, I mean, Man of War existed before the rise of television. He was a radio star, but not a television or a film star. And he won a race at Belmont Park where it's, the Belmont Stakes is held in 1920 by a reported 100 length. Oh, my gosh. So we never saw that. The Lawrence Realization Stakes, he won by a reported 100 length. We never saw that. The one we saw was Secretariat, and it's hard to argue. But remember, Secretariat lost three times that year. The race before the Mm -hmm. Derby and the race after the Belmont, he lost. So instead, rather than saying... Well, he wasn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. It just makes those three Triple Crown races all the more incredible when you think about the fact that he didn't win them all, you know, that right. year. Yeah, st- it's still unbelievable, though. That Those those five weeks in history, unbelievable. Uh, Barry Abrams. Track records in all three of, track records in yes. all three of them. Yes, and was it 2012 they finally recognized in the Preakness one? Is that what it was? That was the show that we did. We did a a whole show, which you can still find on YouTube, where we go through what that little snafu was. Feel free to watch it. It's called Secretariat Timing is Everything. Love it. I I will go watch that because I love your work. Barry Abrams, daily one-minute commentary on thoroughbred racing. It is called The Far Turn. Uh, You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Just uh, search Barry Abrams. You can uh, at B. Abrams Voice on Twitter, Barry Abrams Voice on Facebook, Barry Abrams LinkedIn, and at uh, B. Abrams Voice on the Instagram. Man, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. I know we only talk a few times a year, but uh, you're my go-to for anything horse racing, and if something else comes up, I can't wait to chat with you. And uh, stay safe out there. Stay uh, stay Mets. Uh, let's keep the Mets on top. And when they win the World Series, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on the air, too. We got to do one of these in person, Jason. We got to make that happen. I would love that. Um, I don't care if I have to come out there. We meet halfway. Let's let's do this. Uh, and I'll spend a whole hour talking with you. That'd be awesome. Amen, sir. Be good. Good stuff, Barry. I appreciate it as always. That is Barry Abrams, and again, it's the far turn. You can check it out on uh, his social media pages. And uh, love that dude. He's so good. He's just. If you if you know anything about horse racing or want to know anything about horse racing, Barry Abrams is the one to check it out. So there you go. Um, okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, when we do, we will uh, talk. We, you go from horse racing to skiing off mountains and base jumping. Okay? We will talk to one of the best. Matthias Giraud joins us next when we return. 
Norwood Savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one... It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Ah, uh, Jason Walker Show. Final segment of the week. Not here tomorrow, not here Monday as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. <laughs> not here Monday. Uh, playing in a pro-am down in Bozeman Golf. Um, Carroll Golf Coach Ben McIntyre. And a few others. It'll be fun time. Uh, and then Monday the 14th, I'll be at Old Works in a golf pro-am. And then on the 21st, playing in Polson in a pro-am. So the only course I haven't played is Polson of those three. So uh, Cottonwood in Bozeman. Of course, Old Works in Anaconda. And then uh, Polson I haven't played. So it'll be fun. Um, and then Fridays, preparing for pro-ams. It's Friday. It's the summer. And it's warm and nice, finally. I am not a cold weather fan at all. But one guy is. His name is Matthias Giraud. He, he's got a documentary coming out about his life. It's pretty interesting. And had a chance to, uh, to talk with him. And he joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Hey, I, uh... I appreciate you joining me, man. I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I haven't seen the full film, which comes out tomorrow, but, um, you're kind of a crazy dude. 
I, 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 thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, you're just, I mean, you, look, come on, man, you jump off of mountains. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's seemingly crazy, but I think this is what we show, uh, what we try to show throughout the movie is, is to, to humanize the, the sport and my endeavor and my quest. Um, because I think a lot of the time people see somebody jumping off a big cliff with a pair of skis or a parachute strapped on their back or both in my case. And people either call you crazy or they call you, oh, he's a professional. So they kind of instantly kind of put this, this barrier between you and them. And, and it's, and that's okay. I understand it. But with this movie, we try to really show, you know, the, the ups and downs, the, you know, no pun intended, the struggle of being a professional athlete and, 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 and having, a life that revolves around risk. You know, it's not, I don't do it because of the risk, but it's a big part of it that you have to mitigate and deal with to be able to do to self-actualize and reach fulfillment. And so we, yeah, we try to share an honest journey um, and share my honest journey um, that we actually filmed over 11 years. So it, it took 11 years putting this together. Is that, I mean, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, we started this movie when I was 24, and we finished it when I was 35, and then, you know, editing it, and then we had a heavy film festival circuit uh, all over the world, and now we're finally able to release it. So I'm, I'm 37 now, so it was quite a bit of a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Moderately. Uh, Matthias Giraud, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. The movie is called Super Frenchy, and it's coming out, uh, it's come out tomorrow, uh, video on demand and, uh, and, and in theaters, but... I mean, it's a great following, and, I mean, it covers your devastating injury just before, you know, the birth of your first child, and 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 it's um, lots of ups and downs uh, just in the, the two-minute trailer I saw, but the 57-minute movie has to, I mean, like I said, lots of ups and downs here. Yeah, you know, it's everything from, you know, 8-millimeter film from when I was a kid, you know, and I learned to ski in the house when I was 18 months old. And then, uh, you know, I became full-time pro in my 20s, early 20s, um, and uh, also learned to start skydiving, learned to base jump. Um, kind of went on a fast track when I started ski base jumping. You know, I escaped an avalanche by base jumping. I was 652. I cut it all on film. I jumped up the Iger, the Matterhorn. Then, you know, as my, my career is developing and I'm, I'm uh, becoming stronger as a skier and jumper and 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 fulfilling, you know, my quest. Uh, I suffered a dramatic crash three weeks before the birth of my son. It was my last project before hoping to stay home and be super dad, but I, uh, I crashed and, and that, that, that was really a moment of, of truth and, um, facing really the full spectrum of what I had committed to. Uh, it forced me to, to first of all, see if I have what it takes to pursue my vocation. Uh, was my ethos strong enough to, to be fully dedicated? Uh, then I had to go back to, uh, to basics and rebuild myself as an athlete to be able to check off all the boxes to make sure I could be the athlete that I wanted to be and, and reach my long-term objective, which was to see this jump on the summit of Mont Blanc, the, the, the highest peak in Western Europe, uh, and to be able to complete the trilogy, Iger, Meadowhorn, Mont Blanc, the three deadliest peaks in the Alps. And then third of all, you know, my son was about to be born and that's when, that's, that's when you face the, the question, do I, do I choose to live in a bubble? Or do I choose to live, lead by example, and show myself what it lives, what it means to live uh, a fulfilling and meaningful existence, and live with intention? And obviously, I opted for the for the latter, and we 
we captured a lot of films to be able to, to share the experience with the, with the viewers again in a in a human way, not not trying to celebrate uh, bravado, but to really humanize the journey of of, of taking risk and, and being a, a mountain athlete in general. Uh, Matthias Giroux, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. When I think of ski base jumping and, and I watch what you do, and it's, I mean, I'm not a great skier and I'm afraid of heights, so I don't think this is something that I'll ever, I'll ever venture into. But um, th- th- there's there, th- the new Point Break that came out. I mean, there's there's some of that. It reminds me of this: the extreme athleticism that that you guys are doing. And and man, wh- how did you? What age did you decide, I want to jump off mountains? I always had that inside of me. You know, I started skiing really early on, of course, you know, and I you know, heard about all those mountain legends in the Alps. You know, the Alps, I can't like what Hawaii is discussing the Alps or skiing in mountain sports in general. So being able to, not witness, but hear, you know, be raised around the stories of these legends this grown man that fully accepted the risk and accomplished the, the impossible and the unthinkable. For me, it really became um, a definition, really, of life. But for, you know, to maybe draw a parallel that, you know, and I guess, let me break the parallel for the movie, like, you know, point break, point break, focus a little bit on the wild factor, and he just brushes on the ethos. Well, I think what we try to do with this, with this movie is to really dig deep into the meaning of what it means to take a risk and, and dedicate yourself to your craft. And that's, uh, yeah, that's what we would try to show. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias Giroir, I guess, here, Jason Walker Show, and uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, so this movie, you said it was a, it was a long process. Um, how much, I mean, when you, when you see the final result and you watched it for the first time with your wife and, and family, and how much did it mean to have them there while you watch that first, uh, you know, first time it was fully edited? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I think we, we didn't watch it together. Actually, I watched it separately. My wife watched it separately. I had a lot of anticipation because I was not involved in the, in the editing process. Oh. I filmed, you know, most of it with my cameras. And then I entrusted uh, Chase. I've been the director in, in telling my story. And, uh, and I think he did a great job, you know, telling the story. There's so many ways you could go with a, with a, you know, with a lifetime of endeavor, right? You could tell the story in so many ways. And I think he, he did a great job, um, summarizing it all in, in 77 minutes. But, uh, um, yeah, we, I, I, I'm pleased with the results because I can, I can stand by everything that I say and do in movies. And while my philosophy, you know, uh, evolves by, it doesn't change drastically, but it gets fine-tuned over the years, you know, my relationship with fear and so on and, and stuff like that. Uh, but it's a movie that I, I can be proud of and, and, and um, yeah, you know, risk is personal. And so I know people will probably judge me for taking such a big risk. And for some people it won't be inspiring. For some others, it might not be. But in the end, this is my life, and I, 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 I can't change my own story. And then I'm really pleased to be able to share that with people because the, the first step when you have a passion is to live your passion and experience it. But the second step is to share it constructively. Ground ball, right side. To live by their own standards as well. And I, I hope this movie will be able to do that for the audience. Professional skier, base jumper, Matthias Giroux, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. I got to ask you 
Um, skiing on snow, I've done. Lots of people done. I mean, we, you know, up here in Montana, we've got great mountains too. But um, when you when you ski on sand, how much? What's the difference? Or have you skied on sand? I guess. Uh, I, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, once or twice. What's what's that? <laughs> I mean, what's the what's that like? Is it well, softer I, landing, I, yeah, or is it just as hard? <laughs> It's a lot more friction. It's not as smooth, you know, but, uh, you know, like, ski is good skiing no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, whatever you can put the skis on, you'll do it. Absolutely. You know, I think in the end, it's it's, uh, it's finding the, the fruit of life. And sometimes it comes with some weird contraptions, like, you know, throwing a parachute on your back to be able to ski down a mountain that otherwise you couldn't survive. And this is where you really find the... You know, the, the, the special moments in life that have really become the definition of it and the apogee of your life. So. Uh, Super Frenchie comes out in theaters on demand tomorrow. And, uh, man, uh, the Big Sky f- uh, Film uh, so, uh, Big, Big Sky uh, Film Festival here in Montana loved it as well. But um, I think, to me in the trailer, Matthias, what I love the most, not only the thrills, but the letter you wrote um to your to your son and 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 obviously we didn't get to hear it all in the in the trailer we'll probably hear it all in the movie but that was very poignant and that was basically what you've been saying this whole time is man live your life yeah uh, you know and it's, it's not a letter that was intended to be in the movie again when you shoot a documentary you just you kind of filmed it all along the way and i i recorded that letter for my son and wrote it in case i wouldn't come back it was truly meant for him but then he ended up being, you know, I recorded it on, on, on camera so you could have like a lively, more lively version of, of that letter instead of just reading, you know, words on a piece of paper, right? Right. But then that he ended up being so powerful and meaningful that we're like, you know, we, we're not going to put the whole thing out of, you know, respecting his, his, his privacy and uh, what I'm doing for him as a father. But we had to, to include some of that in the movie because it was, it was real. It was so authentic and genuine. And, uh, and I think this is this is for me actually my my favorite part of, of the movie because it it really resonates deep when you you're putting it you're putting it all on the line out there because it is so meaningful to you and and also um, this is something that really helped me go back to to the Alps and be able to survive all my jumps because it brought me a certain level of serenity that I could lose something substantial for my son you know and and it's and I hope. You know, every parent can do the same. Write a letter for your child because it's, it's, it's the hardest thing you can do, but it's the best thing you can do to, to empower them and really give them a strong foundation and tools to be able to live a, a successful and fulfilling and meaningful existence. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole film. I appreciate you joining us. Um, be safe out there. Have fun. And uh, <laughs> if you get to Montana, man, look me up. We'll uh, we'll head up to uh, one of the mountains around here, and you can uh, show me how to do this uh, the right way. Matthias Giroux, yeah. thank you for joining <laughs> us. Thank you. That was a uh, that was a fun interview this morning with uh, Matthias. And uh, seriously, man, if you get a chance to um, watch this movie, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. If you love skiing and if you love base jumping, and if you love ski base jumping, then you're gonna love. Uh, love the movie. There's no question about that. Um, showed a little bit of the trailer during that interview. We didn't hear it, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Can't wait to see the whole thing. All right, so Belmont Stakes tomorrow. Barry Abrams uh, talked about, or on Saturday, Barry Abrams joined us, 
and uh, he's picking essential quality. So there you go if you're uh, for entertainment purposes only. So we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, today, well, yesterday was the the anniversary of Jim Joyce making a mistake and costing Armando Galarraga a perfect game. And I remember watching this live as it happened, and uh, we'll let you see it, let you listen to it. But this is, and then we'll show you what happened a year or uh, the next day. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. And here comes Jim Leland. Oh, my goodness. Jim Joyce said he was safe at first base. You make the call. Cabrera, Galarraga. Did he miss the base? He's out. Why is he safe? He must have missed the base. Are you kidding me? Why is he safe? You see right here. Why is he safe? Oh, Oh my goodness, Jim Joyce. So anyway, that was Jim Joyce costing Armando Galarraga a perfect game. 11 years ago, on uh, June 2nd, 2010, they both spoke in the media afterward. Joyce, tearful. I mean, Joyce knew immediately, immediately that he blew the call. This was the next day in Detroit. And this is really what sports should be all about. ...right now, and hopefully Tigers fans will give him a hand. You can see the emotion on the face of Jim Joyce. Oh, this is so amazing. Amazing. This is something that he has obviously never had to deal with in his career. He is trying to deal with it right now. He is trying to hold back the tears. And Jim Joyce is standing up like a man today, and he is calling balls and strikes, and he has just taken the lineup card. Not only is he standing up like a man today, but he stood up like a man last night after he made the call. Jim Joyce wiping away the tears as he takes the Tigers lineup card and the Indians lineup card as well. And here's a man that has been umpiring in the major leagues for over 20 years. He has seen it all, and he has done it all. But he has not done what happened last night and has not experienced that. And so that was uh, Jim Joyce the next day along with Armando Galarraga. An emotional moment, for sure. And, I mean, when you watch that video, uh, even the Cleveland Indian base runner... The night before new. Right side, Cabrera will cut it off. Watch your reaction. He's out. Oh, he's safe. Even the 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 base runner knew. He's like, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. But anyway, so that uh, that was uh, it. Just I mean, I had to bring it up. It it was 11 years ago. It was pretty cool. By the way, on this date, I think it was in 1995. Pedro Martinez lost a perfect game in the 10th. Nine innings perfect. Leadoff batter in the 10th. Uh, a double, and uh, and my Pedro, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, lost his uh, perfect game. Uh, but it brings us to on this day in history, on this June third, it is brought to you by Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear, and this is a. Uh, well, hold on. Did I remember what day it was? Hold on. 
was a third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. Oh, yeah. A little ode to Bob Joe, or Billy Joe from Bobby Gentry. It's June 3rd. So there you go. That's the only reason I'm, I heard the song on the radio today, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It's June 3rd. I shouldn't hear it on the radio. Well, I heard it on SiriusXM because that's what I listen to. I, Bobby, or Billy, Bobby, wait, who, what's her name? Bobby Joe Gentry was stunning back in the day. Anyway, okay. On this day in history, brought to you by Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear. Uh, it is Egg Day, National Egg Day. It is also National Repeat Day. It is National Egg Day. It is National Repeat Day today. It is also National Egg Day. Egg as in eggs. It is Repeat Day today. See what I did there? It is Chocolate Macaroon Day as well. And this day in 1851, the first baseball uniforms were worn. New York Knickerbockers wear a uniform of straw hats, white shirts, and blue long trousers. 1888, Casey at the Bat first published by the San Francisco Examiner. 1932, Lou Gehrig, the first to hit four consecutive home runs in a game. 1937 on this day, Josh Gibson, home run just two feet below the rim of the top of Yankee Stadium, 580 feet, one of the longest home runs in history. Josh Gibson was all man. Stan Musial got his 300th home run on this date in 1955. Uh, Chicago Cub Ken Holtzman, second no-hitter on this date in 1971. 1939, happy birthday, Steve Dalkowski. He passed away last year. Steve Dalkowski was an American baseball player and the inspiration for the movie Bull Durham. Crash Davis. Uh, 1986, Rafael Nadal was born, winner of 13 French Opens, 20 Grand Slams, got a chance to win another Frenchie this year. 2013, Deacon Jones passed away, the Hall of Fame football player. Bevo Francis died on this date in 2015, the college basketball record score. He was 82. Muhammad Ali died on this date five years ago, 2016. Uh, let's see, what else happened on this date? 1784, the U.S. Army officially established by the Congress of the Confederation. So happy birthday to the U.S. Army. Cullen Whipple, in 1856, patented a machine for making screws. And in 1946, the first bikini bathing suits debuted and were displayed in none other than Paris, France. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Rim shots out of nowhere. Hey, uh, the walk-off, always a fun time. Thanks for joining us this week. We had some great guests. Barry Abrams today, Matthias Giraud, the ski base jumper, Dallas Remington yesterday, Kylie Kovach, Odessa Zentz, and much more last week, or this week. We're off tomorrow. We'll be back on Tuesday the 8th because we're playing golf on Monday in a pro-am down in Bozeman. Brianne Grimshaw will join us next week. Uh, also set to join us, Macy Mayer, Bozeman Hawk, future Montana Tech star, who is going to play in the uh, Montana-Wyoming All-Star Series, which is next week. We'll have uh, other guests as well, maybe some political one, but not to talk politics. We'll also have um, other guests. It's going to be fun. We'll have a lot of great stuff to chat about next week. So join us, won't you? I know you will. Hey, have yourself a uh, great weekend. Um, check us out on 
Twitter and Facebook, at Sports, also on Facebook. Email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. Don't forget to go to JasonWalkerShow.com for any previous past shows. Uh, drink lots of water. It's getting hot, folks. And now this time we're going to see some thunderstorms popping up, too. So stay safe. Be smart. Have fun. We'll do it again Tuesday. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Be nice to each other. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.